Right, welcome to the home of the Sages Retreat podcast. We have goodies galore, including latest gaming news, some film bits, and even things that we haven't thought of yet. Today with me, as usual, is Nathan. Hello, Nathan. Hello. Hello. And also, Hello. We, have a, we have a guest today. Uh, his name is Ben. Hello, Hello. Ben. Hello, Ben. Um, I've heard many things about Ben, including he knows the most about movies. He makes beer. He's the owner of a small company called Recall Toys that also goes, goes by the same Instagram. You uh, custom make figures from classic films, and um, good Lord, I've had a look. They're amazing. Also, you have an interest in cryptocurrency that we will get into near the end. Um, and Nathan has insisted I put this. Apparently, you've had quite a few people ask to uh, to talk to you, and you basically turn them down. But we have an exclusive, and we've yes. got, we've got you today, which is fantastic. I'm looking this forward. This is my YouTube slash Spotify debut we're looking forward to talking um we're we're going to be skipping most of the movie and game news today um the only things i found interesting was that vin diesel is starring in a rock'em and sock'em movie adaptation of the old toy from 80s 90s can you remember the little blue robot and the red robot that would like that would like smash it out together i think didn't didn't they make that with um what's his face hang on wolverine hang on it's no, pretty, no. They're ruining it. It's already being covered oh, because yeah, Hugh Jackman yeah. starred in Real Steel from 2011. Yeah. Exactly. As soon as yeah. I saw it, I was like, this has already been done. Something yeah. has already happened. And I actually quite, although Real Steel is a film that you watch once and maybe not ever again, it was an okay, it was an okay film. It was, it was fine. I, I enjoyed it for what it was. Gaming news is seriously limited, um, but we've got um, Ariana Grande and Lady Gaga are doing Fortnite concerts and I've had enough of that, quite frankly I feel sick mm-hmm. Oh no, we've got to get on that We're not yeah. definitely <laughs> not getting on that. First of all, uh, Ben it's nice to meet you face to face well, kind of Nice to meet you, the, the second sage Yeah, The main sage Sorry Nathan, no, we're, we're, yeah. we're equal uh, equal plonkers in this endeavour mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about yourself, and then we've got some uh, little questions for you. What you about myself? Anything me, you want yeah. to tell us? Like a job, uh, like a job interview. It's like yeah, yeah it's like so a job interview. I don't know where do you want me to start. Right, I'll tell Anything you what. Is, we can. I when tell, I was born. Well, yeah. yeah. So you know, you've known Nathan for a long time. Is this correct? Yeah, yeah. Me and Nathan worked together. What did we work it out of the day? About thirteen years ago. Yeah, about thirteen. Yeah, yeah. And we worked together for about. What five years maybe? Yeah, yeah. Ah, okay. Where it's weird. It's, it feels weird that we've known each other that long, to be honest. Yeah. But I yeah, thought it was true. We worked together in a shitty little clothing shop, but yeah. it was like I, I always say it was the best job I had because yeah, yeah. Really five five six hours a day, three days a week, and you were chatting shit with your mates, and mm. literally all of us who worked together are like best mates still, aren't we? Yeah. So, you, this we yeah, got something special from there. Nathan yeah. has mentioned, um, I think, this job uh, several times, uh, and uh, yeah, and obviously he's, he's got a few friends from it, which is uh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, clearly, it's quite a struggle to kind of rant on about yourself, but we do, we do, uh, we do like to push for things. Uh, Nathan, yeah. Nathan, go for our first question, which I'm very interested in. Uh, right, uh, as you know, we like games, and Ben likes games. Ben likes collecting games, uh, so t- I want to know your favorite game and also your favorite console. Also, tell you've you've got shit behind you and stuff, so you could tell us uh, a bit about that because I know like Famicom and stuff like that. Fa- uh, favorite games, an odd one to pinpoint. Hmm. Uh, 
Top of your head. Top of your head. If someone said to me, what's your favourite game? I go, buff, Sonic 2. But then I think about it more and I've got other games that I like. But just go for a kind of a quick... Top of my head, because I actually had a big love affair with this game and I played it for hours and I actually got up to 1.75th best player in the world. Mm. But now I've dropped a little bit. And I actually streamed it on Twitch. Is Mm. Donkey Kong, the original arcade Mm. Donkey Kong. Oh, so mm. going across and boop, boop. And then yeah, yeah. The hammer. Okay. Barrels, hammers, you've got mm. it. This that is, is a... like a balls hard game and I put so many, so many hours into it. I always mm. went... I, I don't know if you're familiar with the Donkey Kong documentary, King of Kong. Oh, mm. is this in reference to that guy with the long hair and the... Is yeah, it crazy? Billy Mitchell, Steve oh, Weeb. Amazing. Like, that's where my love affair started. And uh, yeah, I got to sort of get in the community and work my way up that leaderboard. I was so close to... If you go on my Twitch stream, I've got my record on there. Which mm. the closest I've ever come. But off the top of my head, I would say that. I actually like, built a Donkey Kong machine, like a replica. Yeah. Okay. And I used to play on that. Because that's like another one of my hobbies. I used to build like arcade machines, mm. like replicas. I've got a Miss Pac-Man and a Donkey Kong, but... Miss mm-hmm. Pac-Man is quite popular, isn't it? I've seen it. When it comes to retro mm-hmm. arcades, I've seen, I see that come up quite a lot. Is yeah, there a reason built, for it? I built it for my missus mainly. Because uh, have, <laughs> you you to Ar- have you been to Arcade Club in Manchester? That's a bit sexist. All right, love, I've got Miss Pac-Man for you. <laughs> yeah. no, Here's a pink bow. Pop it on <laughs> when you play. She took, a, she took a liking to it, basically. Mm. So I'm like, well, I want to build another cabinet. And what's more classic than Pac-Man? Mm. True. And obviously, True. she liked Mrs. Pac-Man, so <laughs> I ended up building Mrs. Pac-Man, and I had a Donkey Kong and Miss Pac-Man. But I'd, to make room for the beer stuff, I've recently flat packed them. You recently and, thrown Miss Pac-Man away. Yeah, they're, they're in stories, but they were all original parts. Only mm. thing that weren't original were literally the wood to make the sides. Mm. They were very professional. Yeah. Original PCBs and whatnot. Oh, that's brilliant. Mm. I've often considered making one. My, my brother has made one, and it is really, it is genuinely really good. Um, mm. I kind of, I reminisce about, you know, the old, like, Mortal Kombat, um, the, the big side panel. Yeah, man. I absolutely love mm. that. Raiden mm. on side. Oh, yeah. yeah. The big MJ logo. It's, I think it's that, and also more, the Mortal Kombat mm. 2 cabinet is also quite stunning to look at, but the first one, I think, in my head, is there is the first one, Liu Kang, where he's fly kicking. It might be, it might be, yeah. yeah. Raiden, Raiden's on number two, and he's like, Whoa. this is yeah. the blue with it's got you've got the blue lightning. I mean, yeah, like, yeah that, that's like one of my early arcade memories. Like, my brother, he's obsessed with Mortal Kombat, it still is. Like, we used to go to arcade and you'd have a crowd because he knew every move and whatnot, mm. and you'd be like owning shit, like, in the yeah. arcade. So, that, yeah. that was like one of my early arcade memories. Yeah, same same for me. Um, when I was probably, I would say about 14, 15, I'd go to a local, there was the Namco local arcade and we would um, we'd play pool. We'd do like Laser Quest. Oh, it was a, I think it was like Quasar, something different. It wasn't Laser Quest. And we'd play on uh, arcade machines and the Mortal Kombat one was the one that I was always yeah. kind of drawn to. It's like there was something about it. It looked yeah, real. Man, it was visceral. It was, it was amazing. It holds you in, doesn't it? It does, it does. Mm. Especially when they got them vol- volume pumping just pumping out it's good juice yeah. <laughs> pretty sure yeah. when i went it always had the volume turned down i think it was one of those that were like well turn, that's just too noisy we'll turn it down yeah. oh no man you were like other side of arcade and it's like come here yeah <laughs> that's what you need yeah it's a it's a uh, yeah great great memories mm. from arcades and um you you mentioned one a second ago an arcade uh what 
what we're talking about. Arcade Club. Club. Yeah. Arcade, yeah, Club, Arcade yeah. Club. No, Nathan oh, has man. asked me a few times, yeah. but the problem is it's just that work gets in the way or over the last year, obviously the whole planet has Ooh. gone on a standstill. So that's been in the way. But yeah. uh, I suggest you go. It's literally like your biggest arcade, but it's literally like your 1980s arcade. It's crossed like mm-hmm. three floors. It's got everything you could ever want. It's just like I think it's about 15 quid to get in. It's yeah. just free play. It's got a bar mm-hmm. and everything. It's like mm-hmm. I've, I've had brief dealings in past with a guy who owns it. He's like a cool dude who I think his collection's worth like three million quid. Really? Mm. Is it all privately it's owned? Is it all? Yeah, it's this dude who just he collected them when they were worth no, and now mm. like he's just built a business out of it, and he expanded to Leeds because original ones in Manchester. Okay. Now mm. he's in Leeds, and yeah, like, like I go with my wife, and I've been with friends and their misses, and mm. you know what I mean. Everyone's got something they can enjoy, mm. and it's just yeah. like pretty in there, and especially if you're into that like era of gaming, it's mm. like being transported back to eighties or nineties and walking into an arcade. Mm. It's definitely, like, definitely, hundred percent something that I will do mm. at, at some point. Maybe we can all get together and, and go. Maybe yeah, that's yeah. something we can do, and uh, mm. we'll have a go on Mortal Kombat. And then I can, I can school you on Mortal Kombat. I don't think that's yeah. going to happen. Actually, <laughs> yeah. We'll see about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I was more of a Street Fighter guy. I, my brother yeah. loved Mortal Kombat, and he used to play. But I was always a Street Fighter guy. I do um, like, cool. I do like Street Fighter. Um, but I think more. I think, I think Street Fighter is, is kind of like. It's easier to play. It's kind of more fun to jump into. Mortal Kombat, I think you needed to be you need to learn that game a little bit more. Yeah, I think Mortal Kombat had a bit more barriers to entry, but what sucked everyone in were it was just pure violence. Of course, mm. of course. Yeah. Rip, so, like ripping someone's head off and their spine kind of coming out of the body and just yeah. like, like it's like and and with with move set it were like Mortal Kombat where you're back forwards, up downs, what have you. Mm, it's like your Street Fighter were a bit more especially if you use Ken and Ryu, a bit more accessible maybe mm. unless that dragon punch like people were like how do you do that dragon punch it's like, easy it's easy <laughs> yeah, yeah it's because like every single fighter you ever play well for me anyway it's like the first thing you try is a hadouken like, it's a fireball yeah, yeah. from down yeah. to from yeah. down to towards and then you press punch and then you try kick and if it doesn't work yeah. you do the reverse don't you exactly mm. and like i think mortal kombat it's like it's a bit more technical to pull off moves yeah mm. yeah definitely but uh once you pull them off it's uh, it's it's good. It's good. The visuals they definitely carry it carry it forward. Um, so yeah. So what console would you say you grew up with or fell in love with or what is your what is your main one? Well, Nathan said about favorite console. My favorite console is not one that I grew up with, but I'll just mention it now before I get on to what I did grow up with. But my favorite console now is a Japanese one called the PC Engine. I don't know if you're familiar with I've it. I've heard of the PC Engine, yeah. Yeah, we're basically an 8-bit slash 16-bit system that were big in Japan. It actually outsold, like, Nintendo and Sega, believe it or not, or at least competed with them massively. And of in America, with the Turbo Graphics. Turbo Graphics 16, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it never really made it over here, but that's the system now that I collect for and I play, and I just love the system. It's just the games are amazing. And they're the games I collect and play more than anything else, like retro-wise. Yeah. So that's more now. Like obviously, I know no nostalgia for it, but if you ever get a chance to even emulate it, or no, I'd recommend. Especially because I were listening to a previous podcast where you mentioned that you liked Mega Space Force. 
and uh, Thunder Force. Oh, yeah, Thunder Force, amazing. So Sun- Thunder Force is the horizontal one, but, but the Mega Space Force yeah. is the... It was on the SNES, and it was a vertical one, and it was just the music. Oh, it just drew... Because the SNES um, audio was always slightly better than the Mega yeah. Drive. It just drew yeah. me in. It was just smooth. Mm. I played it, uh, downloaded it, and emulated it um, uh, a while ago, and I was just like, this is the one. And I just, mm. I just sat there for a long time playing it. It's great. Well, mm. the PC Engine is literally the king of them, you know, shoot, old school spaceship shooters. That okay. is the thing. It's like that, like eighty percent of his library is them, and it's like them done at the absolute best. Oh. So, if you like shooters, that's that's your platform, that's your console to go to. Fighting oh. games and shooters, and I was not necessarily all that good at the shooters, but mm. I used to, I used to enjoy playing them. Definitely. Okay. Yeah, it's just, it, it's just a matter of like repetition. Which of is. course, it is. Yeah. Uh, R-Type I think R-Type yeah. was the first one that I played R-Type's yeah. on the PC Engine it's probably the best port from the arcade so there is that... check out the PC Engine if you do like them sort of games 100% well there's actually a new R-Type just been released um, recently I noticed as well so I'm going to mm. have a little uh, little look at that and see what that's all about mm. what about if um, if we took the PC Engine out of contention and yeah, take, take Ash, that away Ash, because that is a bit that is a bit um, I'm not going to say obscure but it's something that not many of us are Niche, yeah, we're not familiar mm. with it. Yeah, well, re- if you rewind back when I were a little nipper, mm. so I was saying to Nathan the other day, like, the first console I remember getting was probably the Master System 2. Mm. But I do have, I, I'm, I, I'm not sure whether it was the Master System 2 or the 2600 Atari. Right. My, my earliest memories are either Alex the Kid or Pitfall on 2600. Mm. But... I was saying to Nathan, I think we got the Master System 2 and then maybe picked up the 2600 when it was a bit cheaper, okay. you know, just because it were knocking about. Yeah. So I'd, I'd sell my first console with Master System. Hmm. Alex the Kid. Master, I one had more, a... One more, can you say? Yeah. 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 I had Classic. a Master System 2 was my first console and um, oh. I remember Alex the Kid and I didn't enjoy it. When when I say that, people always like look at me like you're crazy. Yeah, but yeah. I just... Oh. I just <laughs> I just generally just didn't enjoy it. I, yeah. I was more interested in playing just um, rubbish other games, and they were rubbish. I, I'm not going to pretend that they were good; they were trash. Um, but I just, I just, I just—it's what I had, and it's what I played. Then I went on to uh, a Mega Drive, and if I was to pick my, my console that I would um, have the most love for, would be uh, the Mega Drive. Uh, but I was a little bit older, played it with my friends. And I think we enjoyed it uh, just just a lot more. You know, when you have your mates around and play in a Mortal Kombat. Yeah, well, Mega Drive would have been that with the next console, and that's like my bread and butter. What I grew up on. Yeah. Uh, like I said, with Mortal Kombat especially because you had the violence, whereas like the SNES version had cut all the violence. They did in the first one, but they brought it back in the. They did bring it back in the second. Yeah. So yeah, I probably cut my teeth on Mega Drive, but it, if you're talking about because obviously, being a, I'm Nathan sort of age, so when Mega Drive came around, Master System, maybe I'm not that. that I'm just gonna. I'm not that <laughs> much older than you. I'm you not ten, fifteen years. Are you? Nathan said, Nathan said like sixty. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, yeah. close. That when that came around, it were like, if you said to me, "How did you get into gaming?" Like as a little kid, it's just were natural at that time. Like, yeah. Everyone wanted the game, the like mm. game console, and so it weren't until maybe the PS One, like maybe when I was about nine years old, that mm. I was telling Nathan over the other day. Basically, 
I, I asked my mum for some crap for Christmas. I can't yeah. remember what it was. And then I was sat at my grandma's house in front of the TV and Final Fantasy VII came on the TV. Oh, of course, like, yeah. It's like, oh, like, I need to experience that. Yeah. Like, mm. I, I like, said to my mum, I'm like, I need a PlayStation for Christmas. And she, but I was saying to Nathan, I'm pretty, I was pretty spoiled as a child. Yeah. I just put it out there now. She was like, yeah, yeah I'll get you one. And then, so that was like the first instance in gaming where I were like, I need to experience this experience and I need this console. So yeah. I like wanted the console literally just for that game. Mm. And so that's probably where I fell in love with gaming. Mm. And obviously a lot of people probably synchronize up with my experience of... Yeah, being, 100%. 100%, yeah. Being into gaming and especially the RPGs, like... Five and Seven would have been a lot of people's first RPG, especially like the Japanese type. It's a bit weird. Like when you first played it, you were like, "What are these like save points?" And mm. it was just all a bit strange, but a bit just like just lured you in. So mm. I'd say that was where my love affair started because PlayStation's where I probably did most of my gaming. PS One. Mm. I have a lot of fun memories of Mega Drive, like me and my brother renting games and whatnot. Earthworm mm. Jim, Battletoads. Etc. Yeah, <laughs> the notorious uh, Battletoads. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, well, my brother, my brother's older than me, and when we used to play Battletoads two player, and the infamous level with the other, the like hover bikes. Yeah. Mm. And you were like, "You better do this level." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, constantly effing it up. So yeah. Do you? Yeah, we all yeah. have uh, fond memories of old games. Do you Ooh. currently play any games at all? Um, or are you having a break? No, I like like. If I'm going to just throw some on it, it would be PC Engine with okay. the shooters because yep. in this day and age now where you haven't got much time, to throw on a shooter, you can just play it for half an hour, an hour. You don't have to get invested. Yeah, mm. this is my argument with... So I, I I like a lot of different games, but I play a game with my wife. I play with Nathan quite a lot. It's, um, you know, Call of Duty Warzone? Yeah, so I, yeah. Some people, I mean, some people just hate them. It's, it's fine, but you can put it on. You can have an hour. It's literally brain dead. You yeah. don't need to worry about it. It's like throwaway. You you go yeah. on it. You have your fun. You have your interaction, whether it's social interaction with people that you don't necessarily. It's like so. It's in the evening. I mean, I could sit here and call Nathan. We could both just sit here chatting to each other or whatever. But we play we play we play a game together and we will talk together. And you kind of it's kind of two birds one stone, you know. Um, and then once we've finished playing the game. You don't have to think about it. Yeah, it's, man, totally. it's done, and I think that's the appeal for. Oh, I don't want to say older gamers because I think it's something that's not. I don't think that's something that's a real thing. I think it's people that are busy, people with families. I've got, yeah, I, I've got an hour. Let's bang out some Warzone. I haven't got, you know, on my day off, I'm doing things, but I've definitely got an hour. I've got two hours. I've got the morning off, the evening off. Let's do some. Um, Whereas an RPG, it's a, if you don't play it for two weeks because you're busy, oh, yeah. you sit down, you're like, what were the controls? Yeah, what yeah. Was many, I doing? many a time, many a time I've just like quit a game because I've like left it for a week. Yep. Mm. But coming back to your original question, I have actually mm. just finished and been playing, which is the first modern game I have actually put hours into mm. for, I can't even remember how long, were Ghost of Tsushima oh, on the PS4. Yeah. Literally just finished it last week and I probably put about 70 hours into it, yeah. which mm. I never, ever, ever do for like modern games, which is mm. a rarity. So I did enjoy that, to be honest. Yeah. 
That's a, it's a good looking game. Unfortunately, I don't have a PlayStation, so I yeah, can't play that. It's a sexy game, especially. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm into I'm into all the Japanese stuff, and you know, just yeah. see it, especially like feudal Japan and all that, like mm. ancient Japan. It was just just a good game. Good you went yeah. you went to Japan what three years ago? Yeah, man. Mm. Amazing. My honeymoon. Mm. Oh, was it your honeymoon? It's it's my yeah. kind of dream holiday. Mm. I think. Let's yeah. see. If I could only go. I mean, Nathan told you recently that I haven't been abroad. It's it, it's crazy. Mm for some people to think that. But there's plenty of us out there that have not ventured out. I mean... But, get your send there. Yeah. Honestly. I think we're going to figure it out. And then at some point, I would like to... Um, I'd, I'd like to just spend like a couple of weeks there, you know, and just yes. you know, make, make my way through. It's going to have to be one of those spend all your money and have a great time and it'll be forever there. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, definitely, man. Uh, as we spent a load. We obviously only moon push belt at. Yeah. We're there for about 15 days... Oh, just amazing, man! Just mm. cult, culture shock as well, and just... yes, I think that's what I need. I need a culture shock. I mean, I, mm. I have no interest in. It sounds. I mean, I know there's the the history of like Europe, which is fascinating. I think it'd be really interesting to dig into that. But like from what I can gather from people that have travelled around a lot of Europe, it, it feels in it looks very same old. It's like here, but just slightly different. I'd rather do something that is different, and like yeah, a, Jap- well, a trip to Japan would be 100 percent uh, different. But to Japan, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Proper polar, like, polar opposites. Like people you ever meet and stuff like yeah. zero like crime and stuff. It's just, yeah, they, they, it's mm. like their murder rate is like ridiculously low, isn't it? Like, yeah. re- like yeah, if think... it happens, it's like national news when he's like mm. someone was like someone gets murdered over here. We hear about it. And it's like oh, it's gone, but like. Mm. I mean, I mean, obviously, we're not even going to talk about America in regards to their crime rate. But when you get something over there and it happens, I read it very recently, and it's like it's it's a big deal. It's a big. Yeah, deal. I remember the um, the when the anime <clears throat> studio got burnt down. Uh, what was it? A year, two years ago. Um, that was one of the worst incidents of people dying since like the war. Mm. Something like yeah. that, and it's like wow, that is. Um, that was an interesting story. I find it on YouTube. It was uh, talking about uh, the guy that did it, and he was just like a loner and just <laughs> obsessed with it. And uh, he submitted a story, and they'd rejected it. And then he'd ended up just being like, "I'll just burn the place down." Okay. Mm-hmm. I know you. You think like Japanese people because they're quite repressed in like yeah. the, the way they live. Like you think they'd be a bit more like fucked up, but yeah. But it tends to be like 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 you said, like zero crime. They just just mm. nice people just, just I don't know you just need to go and experience yeah, it definitely. it was like one of the best experiences of my life yeah we're definitely mm. going back for like his 10 year anniversary that's mm. good that's 100%. good jumping on to another topic which we know you're very passionate about is um films and yes. uh, Nathan says you are basically the go-to man for film knowledge he says he says that, but he disagrees with everything I said. <laughs> yeah, because I have to. That's why. I'll that's just keeps, I'll just put it out there that at this point in my life, I'm like basically a grumpy old man, and I'm setting yeah. my ways, and I've like reverted back. I know I like technology and stuff, but I've reverted back in t- taste mm. of films. Like anyway, I'm like I'm definitely like an eighties eighties kind of guy. Did you yeah. see our? Did, or did you see or listen to our last podcast? Yeah, I did. Did you have an opinion on the Blockbuster versus Netflix discussion? Well, I did. <laughs> yeah, I did, but I, I actually reorganised the way I would have done it, and 
shockingly, none of them would have made an S rank for me. Oh, no, wait a minute, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hang on, no, no, I'm not on about the which film. Which one are you on about? The last podcast we spoke about which was better, the experience of Netflix. Oh, oh yes. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, sorry, a bit oh, mixed, yeah, mixed course, up there. Of course yeah. I did. I had a lot to say to Nathan about that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I'm interested in your opinion. I mean, what, yeah. what would you say what, is... What, is in terms of talking about films? No, no, no. In terms of uh, going to Blockbuster, we'll just use oh, block, uh, and renting that, a film or oh. sitting in, on, on your settee and putting on a streaming service. Oh. No, man. Like I was saying to Nathan, this this experience for me is just like, it's just one of them experiences that you'll never, ever experience again. And oh. I'm so, so sad that I can never walk into a video shop. Just like, I was quite lucky growing up because my auntie, run a video shop and it was literally the best video shop and so i all i'd have to do were walk in and she'd be like oh do you want a video and i could take my pick or anything uh, and i'm gonna say i think your experience was ruined yeah well, well <laughs> it could it could be there were times when we went and i had i had to make that choice and it's like you know you're only taking this video home for a weekend and that's your and you've got to make the most of it there were plenty mm. of times like that okay but, there were a lot of times where I did get the pick of what I wanted. But I don't know if Nathan's told you one of my favourite films is Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Which no, that, he's never said that. That harkens back. <laughs> to the, that harkens back to a, probably one of my earliest memories of actually renting that video and just as a family sitting down and just watching it. And obviously yeah. I was scared shitless being like five years old. Yeah. Brother were buzzing because he loved horror films. Mm. And my mum and dad were laughing because how stupid it is. Yeah. That's probably why I love that film so much. But mm. that, that arcans back to the renting the video. Mm. When that experience of just like, I don't know, all that artwork as well. Like, mm. cause about, when we were talking about earlier, I love art and I'm quite artistic. And yeah. that's like a, a big imprint on my mind, just the covers. Like, mm. this might sound a bit weird, but looking through covers, I, I all like, I always thought, you know, the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yeah. I never, I never watched it as a kid. I didn't watch it till about twelve year old, and I always thought it was an horror film. Because you know, yeah. <laughs> he's like getting electrocuted. Is it where he's like, yeah, he's like yeah. that, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I just thought it was some sort of Christmas horror film, and it was just stuff <laughs> like that that like stuck in my mind, and I just. Mm peruse these like videos for hours and hours and my auntie she just she literally just well I like, get whatever you want so I definitely took a lot of inappropriate videos home put it that way <laughs> yeah yeah definitely I think the experience I've told, I've told Nathan about it a lot of that but what's yeah. your opinion of that so obviously you you know you appreciate that experience the the thrill of see mine was when I, my uncle would come around and he'd be like yeah at the weekend we'll go and get a video yeah and I'd be like, oh, I'm going to find a film I've not watched before. And I'd have to I'd have to wait for that film. I'd go mm. and it'd either be a choice of a, a slightly more expensive one just for like the night or two nights. Yeah, yeah. Or it'd be like three crap ones for the, a similar price for a week. You know? Yeah, but the crap, the crap ones do the ones that I love now. Mm, <laughs> yeah. So you've got to appreciate the crap. Definitely, mm. definitely. Um, or do you, so? What do you think about being able to sit down and, and like watch Netflix? I mean, see, see, Netflix is it's like a bit like when you emulate games. It's like you have all the choice in front of you, and it's so easy to just like. There's no commitment to it. It's just like you can pick up, you can pick a film, and yeah, it's alright, whatever. It's yeah. a bit throwaway for me. Throwaway, hundred percent. So if you don't, if you start a film, and you don't like it, you just turn it off. 
Yeah, mm. unless unless our last picks it, then I'll just <laughs> <bring it Mary. laughs> Yeah. I'd fall asleep, 100%. 50 Shades of Grey. Mm. Yeah, no, I watched that one on my own, though. Oh, yeah, sorry, I forgot, yeah. Were it on ITV2? Yeah, ITV2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's this major film channel is ITV2. Don't yeah. watch anything on there. This, this, is me, this is my philosophy on film. If it's something I can watch, and if it's on ITV2, I'll watch yeah. it. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? If it's not, then, yeah, I'll just twitch it off. Yeah. <laughs> Um, do you have uh, a favourite film and sort of um, genre? I, d- I wouldn't say genre because I just love everything. I do love horror films, but that's become more... I think that's more recent and it's with the, the nostalgia goggles. Okay. Like, because like, my brother loved horror films and like, he used to try and make me watch them and I'd be like crapping me saying... Like, that experience back then were daunting, but now I just... I'm, I love... I just regret... Like, I would love to feel scared at a film nowadays. Mm. Like, that was part of the experience. So I go back and watch them a lot. So that nostalgia for me would be horror films. But in terms of, like, loving a genre now, there's not, like, anything. I, I like any sort of film. But okay. That's fair enough. If, you, if you're talking specific favourites, like, if you said to me, what's your favourite film? I could reel you, like, four films off. Undoubtedly, and, and they're my favourite films. And the mm. same. Also, I find it's it's what mood I'm in on the day. Like, hmm. so I've got yeah, I, like my. I sort of if, have them when when I've got films where like whatever mood I'm in, but these like the core like four or five where I could just say yeah I could watch them all day every day. Mm. Mm. See for me, my favorite film is I can't watch. I couldn't watch it like every week. For me, it's like I have to watch it once a year or something because if I, if I watch it any more than that, I feel like I'm watering it down. I like to get that. It's like I like it's like I kind of like to forget it and then to bring it back. I, I love them type of films, and I've got plenty of them. But in, haven't you got like a like I have a, a comforting film work, like where you could just put like back in day, put the VHS on when you go into bed and just oh. zone out, and you like every night I would probably watch the same film. Yeah, I think if if someone said to me, you know, what could you put a film on and just like watch it, like or have it on, maybe maybe Enter the Dragon. But oh, yeah. the reason is because mm. I kind of I think although I, I I struggle to quote them right now, but when I'm watching it, I pretty much know all the words to the film. Mm. Um, and I'll annoy my if I ever have it on my wife's around, I'll I'll annoy her by saying something, and then it's said on the film, and she's just like, "Shut up!" Yeah, exactly. Mm. Exactly. That's what my film. That's what my like top five would are like. It's like so quotable, and I, I mm. just. I probably say it a lot to my wife, and she don't know what I'm on about. But she yeah. she even says the quotes because it's like ingrained in her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. So you like horror films, but you like all films. Yeah, but mm. if you want to talk me top, top, top films, number one, like I said to Nathan, there's some films what I call hangout films, where like it's literally like you you you're chilling out with your mates. And you, it's like mm. seeing an old friend whenever you pop it on. Yeah. And number number one for that would be Sideways, which I don't mm. know how many people out there would have actually seen. I've Sideways. not heard of it. What is it? It's literally <laughs> Paul Giamatti, which um, Thomas Aiden Church, which I only know from Sideways. Really, I know Paul Giamatti is a whore and does like any film good. Yeah. But, yeah. but them two, it's literally them two. One of them's getting married. And the other, and they're into wine. He takes him to wine country, and they go around wine country, and they just have a blast. And it's just, it's just a rate. <laughs> it's just an amazing film. Like it's so mm. well written, and the characters, and 
just everything about it. And it's one of them films I could just pop in and I could watch it like three times in a night and I wouldn't be bored of it. Mm. Like, literally, it is just my favourite film. What? Oh, I was super bad. Superbad. Yeah. yeah, I could watch Superbad like odd and repeat. So, if anyone's hours. not seen Sideways, it's actually on the homepage of like Disney Plus now. They must have yeah. added it. So, it might not be your bag, but it's a comedy <laughs> basically about two mates. I'm yeah. just trying to think where I knew him from. And it's, it's, is this Sandman. Sandman in Spider Man 3? Yeah. Yeah. This is what yeah. David keeps telling me that they're all bad guys in Spider Man films. I'm like, yeah, Paul G. Matt is Rhino. Yeah, I do not want to know. Yeah. Is he Rhino? Yeah, in the Andrew Garfield one, he like makes a cameo at the oh, end. I showed Ben the clip. I know he's in everything. Paul Giamatti is just in. He's in Hangover Part Two, yeah. which gets, Ben's other favorite film. But, but I yeah. just know I just know him as Miles Raymond, which is his name in Sideways, and mm. that character is just oh, it's just amazing. I need to watch yeah. it. I'll, I think I'll I think I'll find it. I'll put it on. I'll yeah, it. It's, <laughs> it's a bit. It's one of them. Yeah, it's one of them films that if you explain what it is. It, it doesn't crap. sound that good. Yeah, it sounds crap. But when you watch it, it's really it's like Big Lebowski, isn't it? Yeah, if you try and do, try to explain Big Lebowski, it sounds I shit. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, and Big Lebowski is in my top five. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So mm. there's, there's probably sideways. Big Lebowski, Akira. Mm. Um, Akira is one of the first um, I think anime films that I watched. Exactly. Mm. It's just and... I'll, I'll talk. Um, I'm sorry, to Nathan. yeah, sorry to have taught you. I could probably watch the beginning of that film at any point. I think the yeah. whole film is is it's is quite long to watch if you're not in the mood for it. But I think the, it's it's like the beginning of that film. I think is amazing. Mm. It's like it's like um, it's one of them films where you can watch it first time and you might not get the story or appreciate it. But it's like one of them. The more you watch it, it's like you can appreciate the hand drawn. Mm. Every single cell were photographed individually. Just even the chase scene at the beginning with yep. the motorbike lights, like the what so they had to good. do to get mm. that in the film. Thinking about going back to eighties and drawing that and photographing it, and you just got to appreciate the art. Like I th I'm sure it said that on like on VHS because of the amount of colours, like you couldn't see the amount of colours. Like oh, you, had to right. it, you had to see it at the cinema oh. to actually mm. see the spectrum. But I think just obviously the animation, the scope, the story, and I was saying to Nathan earlier, the sound design on that film mm. is like, I, if I were to say a, fa a film with a sound design is like my favourite sound design, it's just that film. It's yeah. like me and Nathan went to see it on IMAX when it did its 20th anniversary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just this just every time that silence came the, yeah. the theater would just dead silent on it like you could hear mm. a pin drop it's mm. like it, the way it crafts its sound is amazing mm. and the soundtrack is just mind-blowing and then you couple all that with everything else and it's just just a, a juggernaut or a film the yeah. uh, anime market at the moment is absolutely saturated um yeah that's what i mean you get a load of crap and this thing yeah. akira looks like it could have been made today it's just you know what I mean? Mm. It stands up so so well. There's a, mm. there's a few um, anime that I've seen, or or that I've. There's even one that I was watching. I was watching a bit of Tokyo Ghoul the other day, and that was quite seemed like mm. quite a good story. I quite like that. Uh, yeah, I'm going to watch a bit more when I get the chance. Mm. But like, I know Attack on Titan's a big one, and there's several others. Uh, but all my, I've got so I've got four children, and three of them love anime. 
I, I think my little one, I think she's she, she's more happy if you put, you know, if she's got on TikTok. But uh, yeah, they absolutely, absolutely love anime. It's great. Uh, Nathan, if you'd like to start us yeah. on the next topic, which I know you're a big fan of. Yeah. And you're breaking up a bit. I Nathan, am. Uh, give it a second. Have I? Come on, sort your dial. Can you hear me now? Apart. I know. <laughs> this my rubbish internet. Yeah, just carry on going. Is it still it. coming through, all right? Uh, yeah, the video is yep, slightly, right. um, slightly. The bit rate's gone a bit odd, but yeah, just carry on. Yeah. You're fine. Yeah. Probably for the best. Yep. Yeah, it probably is. You don't have to look at my uh, awful face. But yeah, we. Uh, some of you might know uh, that I stream on Twitch, and we streamed. Lee came up and see it, saw me the other day. The other day, it was, like, it was like uh, three, four days ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I forgot. All days have just all melded into one. I don't know what's going on. Um, but it came up and we brewed some beer because obviously I quite like brewing beer. And Ben is a massive fan of brewing beer. Uh, I think he's a bigger fan of drinking it as well. Um, and if you're watching the video, you can see him drinking as well. But he'll tell us what we, what he's drinking. Yep. Uh, so do you want to tell us about your, your beer journey, how you've got into it? My beer journey? Yep. Well, like you'll probably know, like... Especially in, Sheff- in, she- in Sheffield, anyway. There's a there's a certain area called Kellam Island, which is like the beer mecca. Like mm. a lot of people do travel to visit it. And I, my journey started with me, Nathan, and his friend Adam, and Joe. People used mm. to work with at Republic, which is the mm. place we used to work. Yeah, yeah. It's just your standard going out, having a drink. But the more you went around the area the more you had the appreciation for the pubs mm. and their heritage mm. and whatnot and then that leads you to real ale and mm. all that sort of stuff so that's where it started it started we all oh, try this lager i tried this ale body body bar then then came the craft beer like uk moved america started the craft beer revolution but uk weren't far behind so when that all sort of came it was like oh, what's this now? And I sort of blew my mind when I tasted it, like, what am I drinking? And it sort of rabbit all from there. So it went from me just basically going out drinking lager and getting hammered to actually going out and knowing what I want to drink and try and not coming home hammered because I'm more interested in actually trying what I wanted to try. Hmm. So that's the way it started. And then obviously that all leads back to you want to sort of, more you learn about it, more you want to, pick it apart and then more you want to pick it apart more you want to move into home brewing and then when you move into home brewing that's like another rabbit hole to go down so mm. i'm deeply invested in that now mm. and yeah. yeah that's sort of where it started yeah are you enjoying have you have you, have you made anything that's duff that's absolutely rubbish have you well, been disappointed are these accidents uh good progress in your uh, well, your I'm the kind of guy who's very meticulous with everything I do. Mm. So when it comes to homebrewing, I'd probably been researching. I'd obviously drank beer and knew what I liked, what I didn't yeah. like, what characteristics I wanted to achieve if I did drink a beer or a certain style. So when it came to homebrewing, it would be, it were like, oh, yeah, I want to try this. So I'd research and research it and then, like, my friends got kit. Nathan got kit before me. Like I, mm. I've only just started brewing my own beer. I'd probably been looking and researching own brew for like maybe two years, but mm. it got to a point where I took on enough information that when I brewed with my friends, I was like, I could, and I, I sort of knew where it was going, where it'd take me, mm. what, what you needed to know. 
So I've only recently bought the kit and I've, I'm only my second actual brew on my kit is in the ferment. Well, it's in the chamber now, which is carbonating. And uh, so, yeah, I've had two brews and I've taken the first one. There were small issues, which I know now what mm. they were. But the second one, I literally just before we come on stream, I pulled a, I pulled a third off it and had a taste, and mm. I was like absolutely just bang on what I wanted to achieve. Yeah. So, so I want to have any duffers yet, not like mm. Nathan. Yeah, <laughs> that that was Lee's fault. Yeah. I'm blaming Lee. I'm blaming Lee. It, it yeah. was Nathan was too upset because I kept um, calling uh, Cobb. Was it a cob? And you were like, oh my God, yeah, it's, it's, it's a threw, threw you off, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's like, what are you about, cobs? We'll blame Lee then for messing up your mojo. Yeah. Yeah, it threw me off. I didn't know what we're doing. I'll I mean, he told it. me to put 100 grams of hops in when we didn't need it, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the blame. It's fine, whatever. I'm not even yeah. listening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, uh, Nathan uh, was the one that mentioned it to me, and I ended up buying the, the same kit that Nathan had, and I've done. Although I've only done the buy it in a like a, a can and take it off and pour it in, I've only done two of those. But it's an interesting start, and at some point I'll be doing a more um, authentic procedure. Yeah, it's like obviously it all depends on you as a person. If you want to dip your toes in, it's the best way to probably start. Whereas I'm the guy who jumps in mm. at first and makes all the mistakes, and that's how I learn. Mm. So I'm like a hundred mile an hour in anything I do. So, mm. but the more orthodox approach would be probably what you did, and just dip your toes in. I'm happy. See what's about, feel your way through it. Yeah, I'm happy mm. to start where I am, and then I will. I'll pro. I'll progress. So I quite enjoy doing it, and I think it'll be. Mm. Uh, interesting to take that that next that next step yeah so we're all yeah. we're all into beer that's good. Yeah, you're coming to belgium with us by the way apparently yeah. apparently so yeah, yeah we'll yeah. Uh, we've got I'll, a belgian trip on the cards for next year i'll speak to you yeah. like a, a bucket list for me so i'll yeah. be going what's at belgium what's at belgium other than beer beer <laughs> okay right, <laughs> well, what, you, we, you don't need another you just beers enough yeah it's nathan loves this word but it's a beercation Nathan, oh. like, kept telling me it's a beer cage. Yeah. I, 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 I don't like that word, but yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't. I, I remember it differently, but yeah. <laughs> we're, so we're on a beer cage, and you're coming with. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see about we're that. Gonna, yeah. We're going to expand you. We're going to like blow your mind because yeah, a lot of people who drink beer, they don't really, they're not really engaged with like sour beers or wild fermented mm. beers. So if you're not got any experience of that, which I'm assuming you haven't, if you're if Thank you're just a general beer drinker, we're yeah. going to take you down that path, and <laughs> you're just going to realise what beer actually is. Okay, I've had yeah. a lot of different beer, but we'll uh, that we'll leave that for another yeah. time. His favourite, his favourite's Carlin. He's oh, lying. Fuck you, <laughs> <laughs> you will love it. And that's cold part of Carlin. Yeah, going away from going away from beer and being insulted, Nathan. I'm I, I'm yeah. going to punch you in the face. Um, <laughs> one of the. Uh, interesting things you've got going off is recall toys yes mentioned it briefly earlier and um, you've got a fantastic instagram i will link it it will be linked somewhere i'll try and if i can link it on the spotify uh, podcast listing i will do if not it will be on youtube uh recall toys and i do i instantly knew by the way where recall came from i'm just gonna Good. say 
Because everybody who says it, who doesn't know, will be like, oh, recall. No, it's oh, recall, <laughs> recall, recall. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as, as well as being a nice nod to Total Recall, which is one of my favourites. One of my favourites, yeah. It's mm. obviously a nod to recall in your childhood, as in yeah. the toys. It so. is a recall, yeah. It's, exactly. Yeah, it's a... so I'm, I'm glad you got the reference because yeah. a lot of people just, it flies over their head. Yeah, and, yeah. Well, this this is you setting them straight now. Nah. Exactly. Everyone's going to watch this video and they know. Recall time. Recall. Yeah, you have to go recall, recall. Yeah, exactly. I just thought yeah. that, like that advert. Was yeah. it Was it when he was on the train? Like when yeah. he was going along, wasn't he? Mm. And um, you, you can see the, the mountain in the background. Exactly. Uh, brilliant, brilliant it film. Mind. So tell me uh, and anyone that's listening a little bit about Recall Toys. Well, basically, it's it's become an art form in itself. Like, people who are unaware of the actual scene that it does fetch like at the minute it does fetch a high price like some people i know who are quite famous toy artists they can sell the sell the work for like a grand two grand per figure hmm. it's basically your retro figures imagine star wars circa 80s, you know what, like kenner sort of the old sort yeah, of toys kenner. yeah it's them sort of figures so 3.75 inch. You get a bit of cardboard. Yeah, cardboard. And then like a, blister, like a little blister pack on the front. Was it that? So, yeah. That's that's the one. Brilliant. And basically, how, what it is, is the toys that you would have never got made because they're stupid. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> or the, 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 the films like that were inappropriate for children, so they yeah. would have never received an action figure. Some films, and, I've noticed some films that you covered might not have been considered... Um, all that important, maybe when they were exactly. made. But you've you uh, now we're looking back and going, that film's amazing. Mm. Exactly, yeah. we're all your B movies and your crap and just all that good stuff that we mm. all loved as kids. It so, was like you wanted to see a character that would never like like the Star Wars Kenner lines. You would get these characters where they maybe appeared on screen for like two seconds, and it's yeah. like sort of bringing them characters and giving them an action figure. But from like really crap films. Mm -hmm. I'm very impressed by your Last Dragon characters. Oh yeah, that were a commission because most of my work is like it's normally one off, so I make one, and a lot of it is private commission work. So somebody will get in touch, say, "Can you make me this? Can you make me that?" Last Dragon were for a big. He's a customer of mine who I've made a lot of figures for. Uh, he, I, I, I'll confess, I've never actually seen the Last Dragon. It's a very good film. So, but obviously they give me the they give me the stuff to work with, and I watch what I can on YouTube and whatnot, and I try and deliver. And uh, luckily, most people are quite happy with what I do for them. <laughs> okay, you say most people. Was there anyone that's not been happy? Well, you sometimes get a customer where they like literally treat you like they're your boss, and they're like, "Do this, do that," and I'm like, I see it as uh, I see it, and a lot of people who I work for see it as an expression of like art. So it's art. So it's what you so envision, you create exactly. it, and so you say, you, "This is for you." Yeah. yeah, if you liked an artist and you said, "Can you make me this?" You'd like you'd want them to interpret it in their like scope, hmm. and you'd be happy with what you got, which is like ninety percent of people. Hmm. But some people are like, "Oh, I don't like this. Can you do this? Can you do this?" And they they like basically manufacture the piece. And you just make it for them, which mm. you don't like working for because it takes all creativity out of it. Yeah, ninety percent so, of people they like happy for you to run with it, and mm. yeah, so, it's a cool gig. 
and I've had some pretty like cool customers, like interesting customers, like people who actually were the person I'm making the figure of. I've actually made a figure of and sent to them, mm. which is pretty mind blowing. But yeah. it's very, yeah, like, it's very significant. I've had, yeah, I've had like conversations with actors, actresses, actors who I watched growing up, and I'm mm. like sending a figure to them. It's yeah. like a bit weird. <laughs> mm. It's, and I've had some like famous clients as well, which mm. is pretty cool because considering I make them in, in a spare room and I'm like living in Sheffield. Mm. I love and, that. I make them in a spare room. I'm in Sheffield mm. and somebody likes my figures. It's like, mm. you don't. I feel like you're knocking yourself a little bit. They're, they're very mm. good figures. Mm. Well, I, I, if, you, if I'll, I want to name drop like whilst I'm here, I can't. <laughs> yeah. But I've had, I've had a lot of figures go to Adam Goldberg of mm. who makes the Goldbergs. Oh yeah, yeah. of course, yeah, yeah. Nate, we me and Nate were talking about. He's he's bought quite a lot of figures, and mm. my big probably my biggest project that I worked on over Christmas, which I earned a lot a lot of money on, mm. was for John Legend. Mm. As in the singer was the John Legend. Ah, yeah. that's he, were, he was giving Christmas presents to people, and mm. there's there's a lot of famous people in the figure industry, and basically the most famous guy. He, I sort of know him. He's the guy who influenced me to make him. Oh, okay. And he, he said to me, I need help with this massive, massive project for John Legend. Hmm. Do you want to jump on board? It's X amount of figure. And basically, I made 12 figures that went to like famous people. Some of them are really famous people. Hmm. <laughs> and uh, basically, I had to sign an NDA and everything. Mm. I got a big payday out of it. So you're okay saying John Legend it's not going to get you in trouble? Yeah, no, that's cool because it's just, you know what I mean, end of day, it's pieces of, it's like figures that are a bit of a laugh. Like, I don't mm. think I'm going to get sued. I hope I'm not because yeah. the, the NDA said I'd be sued. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, hopefully not. Yeah. Do you want me to be, do you want me to mute this bit out? <laughs> no, no, you could because it was more to do with, you know, receiving personal information. Okay. Yeah. Like, not sharing the person. You know what re- What famous people are like? They have lawyers mm. for everything. But yeah, yeah. This, if you think about it, this is like something stupid that they had for friends. It's not really important. Yeah. <laughs> if you put it into context. Okay, mm. so we're, we're okay with John Legend, but the, re- the rest of it, we'll keep, we'll keep shush. Very good. But it's, yeah. it's pretty weird that, like, I was working in a little house in Sheffield making John Legend's Christmas presents. And I don't think many people probably believe me if I told them. I love that. I just absolutely love it. This is what happens when you go on Instagram. Mm. You can open doors and (laughs) I've I've, I've met figures Mm. and converse with a lot of famous people, like to me anyway, Mm. who I like, who I admire. So Mm. it's a bit weird, but it's a good, it's rewarding, but it it don't feel, Mm. it don't feel real. Like that, I'm telling you that about John Legend, but it still feels weird to me. Like it probably yeah. didn't happen. <laughs> so if I said to yeah. you, I would really love this little figure. Well, you would love one that I recently did, which you probably saw of Jim Kelly from Enter the Dragon. Oh, oh yes, you did do an Enter the Dragon. That one of my favourite ones to do. Wow. Uh, that went to what? That went to a cost because about ninety-five percent of people are from America who buy these okay. because they throw the money around and they. Mm they collect stuff where like in England they sort of it's a bit of a nobody's like oh it's if it's not 20 quid I'm not buying it but yeah. you know, appreciate the work that goes into it mm. I love that <laughs> if I can't that's, if I can't get it down exactly farmland like. then I'm not bothered mm. yeah 
That's exactly what it's like, though. Right. So Ooh. if I ever have got some spare cash, yeah, if you've I'll got a few uh, hundred quid, Lena, I'll hit you up. I've got, I've got one <laughs> yeah. in mind. I've got one in mind. Ooh. I do, I do do them for friends. Like I've done them for friends for free. Like if if you want mates rates, I'll do them for mates rates. If I ever, if I ever, yeah, yeah if if it ever gets to that point, I really want in it. I'll uh, I'll hit you up. That sounds, sounds fantastic. <laughs> so uh, yeah, recall. Recall toys. You have a great Instagram going through your figures and then seeing you've got like um, covers mm. of um, other stuff as well. It's very, it's very nicely laid out. Very, it comes across very professional. My Instagram is just like bang, bang, bang. There you go. I put a flower oh, on. I'm glad, I'm glad mm. you said that because that's what I'm aiming for. Try and make it seem mm. like I know what I'm doing. Nailed it. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely nailed it. To be honest, with you, I'm quite fussy mm. with my Instagram. I do, I do like to make sure my pictures come out okay. But I have an interest in uh, photography, so. Uh, I like I'm going to say, you two are photographers. I'm like battling mm. with a camera phone and a crappy light box. So I'm like, yeah. basically, my, my my skill lies in Photoshop. So, if um, mm. saying that though, if someone said to me, um, I want you to do my wedding and I want you to use a phone, I am I would be confident in being able to do it. But that comes yeah. that comes from years of uh, of mm. being knowing how to frame and expose. I think I could definitely I could definitely do it, especially with the level of camera phones that we have nowadays um, yeah. my, i have a huawei uh, p20 pro and a p30 pro and they the, uh, the yeah the <laughs> the quality of the camera is phenomenal at, like better than better than dslrs from i'll just say 10 years ago going back um but yeah absolutely absolutely amazing and once you throw it in lightroom and photoshop you do your adjustments you can't tell the difference i think i think it comes down to you like cuz you know what you're doing with your photography I think it comes back to that. Like, I'm. If you talk about photography, I'm amateur. So, I like take the amateur photos and then adjust in Photoshop. Whereas, like, you might get the better photo up front and it's less adjustment. Yeah, hmm. I mean, but you look at phot photography now, especially with famous people. They've all been through every single filter you can you can imagine. And, yeah. Um, that's yeah. Like Nathan's running that filter now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's not actually Although, this handsome. It's like no, smoothing that skin off a little bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Making himself look younger, that's what that is. So, yeah, um, I hope the future of Recall Toys carries on. Maybe well, you'll get I, some new employees and, you know. I'm I'm constantly at work. Like, literally, I just, I'm late. I'm a lazy guy by nature, so I do work quite slowly. But hmm. all my customers are happy, but it's like every time I finish something, I'm like, Ray, I finished this project, I'm gonna like chill out watch some films use my time to just chill and then another project comes along and since i started it which would have been 2018 it's just been boom 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 non-stop basically mm. from start to finish then how long on a figure i mean if, obviously if, there's variables but just just give me a if i can be asked <laughs> that's the biggest I variable knock, <laughs> i can knock it out like in a few weeks maybe two weeks oh, i thought but, he was gonna say like a few days Again, it, it depends on the figure because the process of making them, it can vary from, like if you do go on my Instagram, one figure I am really, really proud of that, I've, that I did a run of 30 figures, it was the Killer Clowns figure. And that figure was sculpted from clay, from scratch. Every single bit of that was sculpted, moulded. I did the art, I painted the artwork on the card. I did absolutely everything with DIY and I made 30 of them. So... Mm. That were quite a long process, but some figures 
the what they call what you call kit bashing. Okay. Which is, I understand kit bashing. Yeah. If you remember the Star Wars figures, original Star Wars figures, they was actually kit bashed from other figures. So yeah. basically, you take you take a, a figure, vintage, current, whatever, and you take arms, you take an head, you take leg, you might bash them together. Maybe you sculpt a little bit on to make it look like what you want, and you paint it all. Yeah. So you've either got like a full sculpt or like a kit bash or somewhere in between. So depending on the figure, like at the minute I'm doing a Arnold Schwarzenegger Masters of the Universe, so 5.5 inch. One of my uh, favourite cartoons as a child. Yeah, I've got a little body here that's sort of like, I have ripped his head and his arms off, but it's going to be a a Masters of the Universe style figure. Here's his little head. (laughs) I say it again, milk is for babies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically that's that's like been a lot a lot of work. So I'm having to ritually because I make all the packaging myself and all the plastic bubbles, like the ballistic packaging, that yeah. all gets made. That's all mm. vacuum formed and that's like a big project. So I've li- I literally sold them in maybe uh, beginning of April and the time frame's like June. So You've got a lot of work on some and basically mm. not a lot of work on the others. It depends mm. what they want. Like, I mm. recently did a Mel Gibson from Lethal Weapon 5, which obviously mm. doesn't exist. Uh, yes, but, I was looking at it and I, was, I yeah. said, oh, Lethal Weapon. I went, I don't think that's real. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that that were quite straightforward because a Mel Gibson is quite a simple figure from Lethal Weapon, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. With mm. clothing and whatnot. Like, Nathan wants me to do him an Alucard from uh, Castlevania, which I will mm. do. But that'll take a lot longer because it's quite a complex character. Yeah. So it depends on the character how long it takes me, basically. Mm. Some good stuff. I think uh, yeah. that's brilliant. Uh, yeah, I hope it goes well. <laughs> so we're going to jump onto our last little topic here. Mm. So bear with me on this one. Atom, Ethereum, Cardano, Ripple, Stella. Solana, are these drugs from a post-apocalyptic film called Killer Coins from Outer Space that are going to destroy our banks and all that we love about credit card interest? Or is it something less sinister? Mm. Over to you. I know you have a a big interest. Well, them ones you you mentioned are probably sinister, especially (laughs) if if you throw dog coin in there. Excuse me. Dogecoin. Yeah, if you clear all that chaff out and just get rid of it and you said Bitcoin, then yeah, I can kind of get on board. I didn't put Bitcoin in there because I thought it was too... It also didn't sound like a drug from a post-apocalyptic film. Bitcoin, oh, we know what that is, but people might be going, Ethereum, what's that? Cardano, Ripple, what is is all of this? Um, So tell me, what what is it? Over to you, because you know, know, I've been looking into it. Nathan's, obviously we spoke to Nathan about it, but... My uh, my knowledge is very very low, so I'm just. Well, what would you say it is? I, I've chewed Nathan's ear off about this, and probably everybody yeah. I know. But if you just want to talk about cryptocurrency in general, go for it. Like, it. Mm. Yeah, so basically, it's like a, a decentralized electronic cash system. Centralized would be the banks. Yeah, so yeah. basically, the one entity that can control it. Yeah. So. It's fully like peer to peer, and there's no third party involved. That's like that's what your definition would be. It's electronic cash, peer to peer, no third party. So basically, you're your own bank. And uh, a lot of people, I don't know. It's it's it, you can probably liken it to 
1992, sir, internet came about. A lot of people would have maybe been like, I don't understand this internet. Yeah. I don't want to do this internet. What is it? But now, nah, fast forward and everybody is on the internet. Yeah. You're like, you can't, in a way, you can't not be on the internet, I find. Exactly. Yeah. Like, every aspect of your life now, like, be it social, like we are now, yep. talking, that's digital. Mm. You do your shopping digitally, maybe you buy from Amazon, maybe you buy your weekly shop from Sainsbury's, it's digital. Mm. You just everything's digital information. You get mm. your information off Google. So, mm. like, if you think about it, one thing that isn't digital predominantly is cash. Mm. You have your PayPal's and whatnot, but to get your PayPal account, you need a bank account and you need cash and you get paid cash. Yeah, It's not really 100% digital, but basically crypto has come along and it's been a lot it's been a lot it's been around for a while like hmm. don't get me wrong we're we're still early adoption like in the early adoption phase but it's literally it's it's like turning your analog money into digital money and like if you think about it like i just said everything is digital yeah why wouldn't in the future cash be digital it would make a lot more mm. sense yeah of course and so, having having it all digital so, so looking at that from that point of view it makes sense but it's it's the people who don't really know about it it's the technology that underpins it which is called blockchain yeah that's basically the revolutionary technology that i would compare to the internet being discovered mm. or being started is you've got blockchain technology and now nah, to like a layman, I'm not like wanting to put down on anybody who didn't know anything about it because literally I didn't know I knew of like like many people you probably know of Bitcoin. Mm. I think it's really, been in the news quite a lot. People yeah, are picking it a lot up. of people don't understand it, but they know of it, and I was the same. And I'm no expert, by the way, but the first thing you probably would learn from any sort of crypto. Is the they say they stress everyone stresses do your own research, yeah. So, like, you could listen to me talking crackpot crap, but just do your own research <laughs> and just know what you're getting into. Like, I have, before. I have uh, just running off what you said, I have been looking a lot into it very exactly. o- maybe over the last week or so. The funny thing is, about two years ago, I came across uh, Dogecoin on, on Reddit. And I was like, that's, that's just really stupid and interesting because that's the kind of stuff I like. And I was planning on getting some or mining some. And I kind of had the software and I looked at it and it, cause it, I'm fairly good with stuff like that, but it kind of broke me. And I just forgot, totally pushed it to one side. And I'm, I'm not one to hold on to sort of regret because I think it's a, a bad habit. But I always think, wow, if I'd have done something then... Mm. Maybe it could be interesting now. Well, mm. the, the saying goes: the best time to plant a tree was yesterday. The best time, the second best time is today. So, of course. if you do regret anything like that, like you know, what I mean, it's never too late to get in. Mm. But going back to Dogecoin, like I said, I'm no expert, but I know Nathan loves a bit of Doge. That Doge, or dog, as I'd say. Yeah, but like. I just, I'm not, that's not my bag at all. Hmm. <laughs> I'm at. Yeah. 
if you want to talk about the actual technology and Bitcoin and what Bitcoin started with blockchain, mm. I can happily talk about that. Yeah. If you want me you, to expand on it, yeah. I'm going to expand on. I'm not going to expand on Dogcoin because that's literally a meme that. Yeah. Like, You're a purist, aren't you? you, you yeah. It that's be. a meme that's destined to fail. Yes, I think. Mm. But, what, yeah. But yeah. It does. It does have its. It does have its uses because it is probably going to bring a lot of people into the like crypto space. So mm. I won't. I won't disparage it too much. Mm. So um, I had a list of questions. What is it? You've covered that. Why does it exist? We've covered that. Is it the future? I think we've covered that. I think it looks like it has potential to be uh, very dominant in the future. And I I reckon that I I imagine banks are quite scared of it in a sense of taking power away from them. They are are scared of it in a sense, but go back to internet when it was invented, maybe the Royal Mail or whatever, UPS, were scared of email. Hmm. Like, it's gonna, is it going to destroy mail? But end of day, if anything, email has facilitated actual mail because, hmm. you, do you know what I mean? Without email, you couldn't buy something from Amazon. They couldn't send you the goods. But hmm. uh, so If I anything, think, the, in, the internet is supporting the postal. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. So I think with crypto, it's the exact same. It's like it's just going to be a part of the financial landscape. Yep. And that's yeah. how it's, it's going to work alongside. It's not going to displace money because no ever will. No. It, hmm. If anything, it's going to displace gold. That's like right. an archaic store of value that's just... That doesn't you know I mean? America has this big vault with none in it. Is that that's the thing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like if you own gold, you probably own a piece of paper that says you own gold, and someone else has it in the vault. And if you wanted to move to the other side of the world, you couldn't just take your gold with you. You'd have to mm-hmm. declare it customs, blah blah blah. Like yeah. we crypto, it's literally an a monetary network that moves at the speed of light. So you could go, you could you could literally keep it in your head. You, you're your own bank. Your bank would be in your head and you could access it anywhere in the world at a touch of a button as long as you have the internet. Mm. I mean, like some farmer in Peru, Peru could access like infinite amount of resources just if he's got a shit phone with internet. Mm. Mm. And, like that's how it can change the world. So obviously well, you can mine it, but predominantly you buy um, cryptocurrency. Well, what? But I, you know, you could go and buy some, but it's not necessarily... If you went and spent X amount, it wouldn't be worth that tomorrow. What's what? Tell me more well, about it's, that. Well, it's like it's it's people compared to especially Bitcoin, digital gold. So hmm. gold was like a you, you were a prospect, and people rushed out gold mine, whatnot. It's sort of like that at the minute with Bitcoin. You've got your ups and downs, but if you look at it, if you really put it into perspective. Like Bitcoin is probably the most like most successful thing that mankind has ever created. Mm. Because it's this is on about Bitcoin, by the way, not not Dogcoin or this crap. Yeah. So Bitcoin is now over a trillion dollar market. Mm. So that means over a trillion dollars invested in this one asset. Now Bitcoin has been around for 12 years, so it's young. Yeah. It's, still, hmm. it's still a young young kid on board. Microsoft, hmm. 44 years it took him to reach trillion dollars. 
Apple, 42 years to reach trillion dollars. Amazon, 24 years. Google, 22 years. So you've got this written down in front of you. Yeah, right? yeah, I know. <laughs> it's actually, I'm reading this. I've got it. I've got it saved. But I'd, like, basically, to put it in perspective, it's bigger than Visa. It's bigger than PayPal. It's bigger than Coca-Cola. You've got so you've got this many people creating this like monetary energy, and it moves at a speed of light, and you can just—it's just this this thing that just if you look at it as a brand, like Bitcoin as a brand, it's just mm, like how yeah. amazing it is. But obviously, if people don't understand it, that's like the first step. It's like the internet in 992. You, you wouldn't understand. A lot of people wouldn't understand it. And a lot of people would say, like, if I said to you in 1992, oh, we're going to have this thing called Facebook. We're going we're gonna to have a podcast where we can talk and we can go on YouTube and all link up and socialize. Like, people in 1992 would be like, what are you talking about? Mm. So we're sort of at that level now where it's like the possibilities are endless. Like me and Nathan were talking earlier about this is the first like money as a as an actual thing only exists because of people. Yeah. Mm. But with Bitcoin or cryptocurrency in general, you a machine could actually own money. Like your fridge mm. could own money. Mm. Which is like sounds strange, but if you like project stuff that you could think may, might happen in the future, it, like opens so many possibilities. Mm. Like me and Nathan were talking about self drive cars and Mm. it's like could you imagine a car that's just it owns its own money and it pays its bills and you pay it and it just a minute it sounds crazy but <laughs> yeah. a taxi firm full of ai taxis that exactly. takes your yeah. money and spends yeah. it on a new paint job <laughs> mm. that, that 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 thing could like that's just one little possibility that you could even try and imagine at the moment mm. like what you couldn't imagine like 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 I said 1992 you wouldn't even if somebody said Facebook to you, you wouldn't even know what they'd be like, mm. talking about. But what's mm. going? So what's going off with um, hoverboards? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, an hoverboard could maybe own bitcoins if it does get invented. Interesting. Yeah. Could own it. Mm. So but, it can um. So going on to a slightly well, well, similar, uh, same thing. What am I on about? So listen here. So I, so I've heard. I, I saw something. It said that poor people could invest. And let's say your man on the street, let's say, okay, poor's not the right word. Let's say someone that wouldn't traditionally do this. Let's say they've got your man on the street. Oh, this is interesting. I've got a hundred pounds. What can I do with this? What would you do with that? If you, if you were, well, I know you're not, I know you said you're not, you don't have all the knowledge. You're not like some kind of um, know all end all. You're not a professional, so to speak. Hmm. But uh, from your uh, standpoint, Someone's like, you know what? I've got hundred pound. I, I, I can do something with this, or I want hundred pound. I can do something with this. What would you do with it? Well, look at it from this point of view. You put that hundred pound in a bank account. Traditionally, it maybe drops ten percent over a year. So, you know what I mean? You might have, you might put that hundred pound in a bank account next year. It's worth ninety nine pound. Why? Why? Like you're, all you're doing is facilitating a bank. You're making money for the bank. Yeah, basically, yeah. they're using your funds and you're getting nothing from it. You might get like 26p interest, some bollocks. Mm. So yep. this is what this is what got me to look at it in first place. We're like, I've got X amount in my savings account and I've literally, all it's done is probably dropped in value. And, and especially if you roll back to March last year when you had a pandemic, you've got a problem where you need money, public spending, furlough, go to America, all that. 
we've mm. got a deficit. How do we make it up? We send money printers going, inflation. So basically, you're looking at hundred quid last year. It's probably not worth nowhere near that now. No, near my, mm. like in a few years, and uh, you probably don't notice it. Even you might go shopping and think, oh, that's gone up a few quid or mm. a few pence, but really, and it's just that your money's been devalued. So. You take that £100, you put it in some cryptocurrency, which I would say Bitcoin is being the daddy king. Would it be the mm. only one that you'd invest in? Personally, yeah, because I know Nathan's got different views on this, but... Mm. Diversification I, yeah, is, 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 is a good thing. Yeah. Diversify your portfolio. But mm. when I come back to what I said earlier about doing your own research, if you do your research, and my research, personally to me, I can only... I'm, I can see what Bitcoin does and the technology behind mm. it is blockchain, which is the, the technology that will change the world. Mm. Like, I can touch upon blockchain if you want or what it is, but mm. that's the technology that will change the world. And it, it's like, it literally is like the internet being invented. And I, I can recognize mm. that personally. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but that's the one I'm shooting at. Mm. That's the one, that's the only one I'd take a lot of, other coins are built upon the blockchain, which Bitcoin established. Yeah. There is some, basically you get altcoins, which are like Ethereum and such, which mm. are valid, valid coins. I've heard that Ethereum them. takes a lot of energy to make. I did come across oh, yeah. some of it and they were saying that it, it's, it, a lot of people won't invest in it because it's not very, not very green. Well, this mm. is a thing with crypto in general. Like they call it FUD when it's fear, uncertainty and doubt, basically a lot of mainstream media will spread FUD and over the years it's got less and less, but you will you will hear it and a lot of the FUD comes from the efficiency and the power consumption. But a lot of people who are actually mining all, uh, crypto, they're paying for it out of their own pocket through their energy bills. Yeah. So a lot of people do mine coins using like sustainable resources such as solar mm. so and like wind energy oh, okay, okay. so mm. really if if you want to put it into perspective what a traditional banking system uses it's like minuscule and mm. they're using green resources so uh, yeah it's not really an argument you can make but a lot mm. of people do New York are currently trying to... Um, yeah, they're banning it. Yeah, but there's also some research gone into it and saying that banks use more energy than what uh, crypto mining does. Of course well, they do. They've got staff to pay, yep. buildings to open. Yep. In your mind, all, like Visa Network, can you imagine how much like electric the Visa Network uses alone? Mm. Like, Just take all that into account and you've got to think Bitcoin and crypto is generally a more efficient way of managing money mm. and payment systems mm. but yeah i'd stick to bitcoin personally but these other coins that are of value mm. yeah i've come across quite a lot of uh, different information and opinions and i can never be quite sure whether you can trust them um mm. there's a lot that saying that ripple is quite a good could potentially be quite a good one to to invest in i've also people keep mentioning ethereum as being that that's that the next one down from Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. well, if if there were one, would be Ethereum, mm. but that's like a totally different use case yeah. compared to Bitcoin. Right. So, like, yeah, Bitcoin. People are in in like a utopian paradise. It would replace money, but that ain't going to happen probably. 
what 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 it is used for, what it will replace, or what I believe it will replace, is gold, like as a store mm. of value. Yeah, mm. because gold's like antiquated; it's useless, really. And like we touched on earlier, but mm. so Bitcoin may replace that. Whereas like Ethereum's, I could, I'm not too up on Ethereum, but I know it's like a big project, and it it does like it does encompass a lot of different things that can change the world and change the crypto and the landscape. Mm. And it is a viable project. I'm just, I'm just not too into it compared mm. to like Bitcoin. I'm more interested in like the blockchain. Yeah. So long term wise, you're putting in some short, so short term wise, maybe not much of a change, but if you were to put a chunk of, a chunk of money in, let's say, whether it was a hundred pound, whether it was a thousand, what, well, what, what could that turn into? I mean, or, is well, is Bitcoin one of those that's more reliable in terms of growth? Well, if you think about it, like I was saying earlier, Bitcoin as a brand, it's surpassed anything that's ever come mm. before it. So you, and at the, at the present time, like I don't know if you know, like basically PayPal are building technology around it. Visa have got it on board. Tesla in, invested so many billion into it. It's like it makes sense, and it's basically you've got the big institutions coming on board. And and still now we we're really we're early in the life cycle. Mm. Like I said it's akin to having the internet in the nineties. Like, do you know what I mean? When Jeff Bezos started selling books on internet, people probably thought, "What are you doing?" But mm. it, do you know what I mean? You can see where he is now. And I think in ten twenty years, blockchain will just be the norm. And yeah. If you adopt it now, obviously you will see growth. Like, just roll back with Bitcoin specifically. Roll back to March last year. It was maybe at nine grand a coin. I'm looking at a graph dollars. now that I, I'm going to... So a year ago, it was like eight, 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 8,800. There you go. And the, the pandemic just accelerated it because people have realised and institutions have realised. Six months ago, it was 15,000 and it's, it peaked... A little, a little, what, March? At 50, it went too long back. It 58 grand, yeah. So, oh, no, we've got a 60. Yeah, 63 dollars. Yeah, yeah, dollars, yeah. $63,000, which, like, if you were getting in that, you might be like, because a lot of people don't understand that it works in denominations of, like, they call them Satoshis. Like, you have your Bitcoin, you have your Satoshis. Um, and basically, if someone says, oh, one Bitcoin is $60,000, it sounds out of reach, but you can buy any amount you like. Mm. And like, if you, you think buy a nice, percentage of it, don't you? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And I think it'd help if the world referred to them in Satoshis instead of Bitcoins, because yeah. a lot of people might get more involved because they can own so many million Satoshis and it might only be a few hundred quid. Mm. But if you like, you look at it now and it's 60,000. Maybe if you if you read the charts and what is predicted to do, which is another thing, when I said do your own research, predictions yep. are bullshit because nobody knows what's going to happen. Yeah. But prior to March, it was growing at 200% a year. Now, since March, it's growing at 400% a year. So <laughs> if you want to go on past data, you can analyse it that way. But basically, if you're looking at it now at 57,000, whatever it were today, Next year, who knows what it could be? It could be three hundred thousand. Yeah. It could be a million million dollars a isn't, coin. Isn't there a certain mm. limit that it can it can go to though, and then stop? Well, basically, there's 
obviously with cash money, it's an infinite resource basically because you have your bank that are just constantly printing. Whereas like with Bitcoin, you know the exact amount. Like there will only ever be 21 million coins that yeah. are minted. Mm. So it just just picture it like you've got, I think I read somewhere there were like 40 summit million billion, million, there were 43 million millionaires in the world. So 43 millionaires. 43 to, millionaires. Yeah, in the world. Yeah. Or something like 43 million millionaires. 43, oh. that's a lot of millionaires. Mm. So if they wanted to own one coin, bear in mind there's only 21 million coins ever going to be created. Mm-hmm. And bear in mind that this is a this is something that the rich the rich people are aware of and are investing in. Like you just realize how scarce an asset actually is. Like mm. it's, and it's supply and demand at the end of the day. And a lot of people now. They can't like Bitcoin can swing like over a week it went to forty seven thousand a coin and then went back up to fifty seven thousand. You can have like a ten grand swing in like forty eight hours and people get scared and they, they might buy in at fifty seven and sell at forty seven and then it swings back up and everyone we in the circle calls them paper hands because they just they get scared and they sell. But every single person always bought Bitcoin. If they buy, if they bought Bitcoin and just held it, they're in profit by a lot. So yeah. basically, you don't have to do anything. You just have to buy it and hold it. And maybe in ten years, a working class guy like me, and like Nathan, and like you, yeah. like we could retire and we could live comfortably. Mm-hmm. And that it seems like too good an opportunity to pass up. And yeah. basically, you sell your coins now because you're scared. It's only a rich person who's going to be buying it. Yeah, true. Mm. Yeah, and so like we're we're working class guys. Like, why would I sell my coins to some rich guy? And that's what mm. people are doing. So, I'd just advocate to basically do your own research, research the technology, and if you've got some spare cash, because that's like another thing. Like, only invest what you're willing to lose. Of course. Mm. Yeah. Like if you get to a point in your life where you do like years back I knew about Bitcoin, but I didn't have any money that I'd be willing to risk on it. But if you get into that position where you have, like it just it's just an opportunity that I think it only comes once in not even a lifetime, just once every decade. Like you just grab onto it and like like I said, I'm not a financial advisor and I don't want to begin anyone in any sort of advice, but mm. our personal app is this is an opportunity that is too good to pass up. Yeah. That's good. So now's the time. Now's the time. Right. We've, mm. Now I'll tell you what the time is. One hour and 23 minutes worth of uh, talking. That's gone quick. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's our last record. Our, last, our longest one, I think, was our last one. <coughs> and previous to that, it was an hour 15. So we've, we've smart work. This is like the second longest one, I think, we've uh, and we've done. Mm. Um, I've had a really good time. Uh, talking today, Ben. We're going to skip the uh, blockchain uh, chat. I think that's going to be too complicated. It might might end up crashing my PC if it listens yeah. to that. It's, it's fairly straightforward. You can Google it and find out. Like I said, do your own research and learn about blockchain. I definitely have a, I'll have a look. Yeah, I feel like I've learned a, a little bit about beer and why Dogecoin is definitely the one to uh, to invest in. Yeah. <laughs> dog I, call it dog, I call it dog shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's just so you know. I'll definitely get that. Uh, that 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 beep. I'll get that sorted yeah. out for that. Have you have you enjoyed yeah. being on uh, on today, Ben? Yeah, man, that's it's been a good good chat. It's like 
feel like we're just friends chatting crap. So that's yeah. what it's that's what it's all about. Actually, it's all about mm-hmm. just um, just having. It. I feel like I feel like you've enjoyed expressing some uh, some information mm-hmm. and passing it on. I always like. Yeah, to well, take... well, I said to you, I chew Nathan's ear off about loads of stuff. So. <laughs> yeah. If I can chew someone else's ear off, then yeah. Yeah, no, go it for it. Give my ear a rest. I've enjoyed yeah. the the chewing. It's good. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, yep. invite me back whenever you want. We will. We'll find. Yep. We'll find something that we feel uh, you could have a good chat on. Maybe mm. we'll have another film based one at some yeah, point. Yeah, maybe like we'll... superhero movies, blockbusters, Super... all that sort of stuff. That's what I love. Batman. Yeah, that it's is all yeah. about Batman. <laughs> it's all about Batman. It's a bit. I find it a bit niche that superhero yeah. genre. So I think you should not do that. No one's interested. No. No. If you if you ever want to chat like cheesy shit films, eighties films, stuff from nineties, yeah, I'll chew your ear off. I'm happy to do yeah. an eighties film awesome. special uh, uh, yeah, in the future. Yeah. Get me on for that. We'll do it. Yeah, we'll do it. And you we'll gotta let... wear you gotta wear eighties clothes though. I want. Oh I yeah, want... like all me wardrobe eighties. This t-shirt I is. Exactly. What's more 80s than a black t-shirt? I've got an Atari, exactly. got an Atari top on. It's like, exactly. yeah. It might be from Primark, but it's definitely 80s. Yeah. All right. I think that's about it then. Yep. All right. Thanks for joining us for this one. Maybe you'll have some thoughts on today's episode. Uh, are we interested in brewing for some uh, yourself for some beer? Uh, what are your thoughts on cryptocurrency? Let us know on Facebook or even in the YouTube comments section. Thanks to Lee. Right, you're welcome. I've, I've enjoyed today. And thanks to our resident financial correspondent, Ben. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good to talk to the two sages. It is. I know. You, you, yeah, you've given us our give you uh, give us our sage advice. Yes. Oh, yeah. uh, make sure you head over to his Instagram. Uh, have a look at all his handy work on there. Uh, I'm sure you'll be as impressed as we are. Um, and hopefully we'll catch you in the next one. Bye-bye. 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 Thank you for listening to us today. You can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and various other platforms. Not to forget, of course, YouTube. Myself and Nathan also do weekly Twitch streams. Find us at ShaggyDog79 and LordShade86, respectively. We're always looking for new people to connect with, so give us both a follow, if that's your sort of thing. 